0: you're listening to share inspire repeat where we explore uplifting inspiring and unique stories from around the planet things we're doing as human beings that you'll want to talk about that make us better people a little dose of positivity in your day coming right up and now for your host aj Mises.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. My name is AJ Mises. It's so great to have you here. And um, our guest today is freaking awesome. So I can't wait for you all to meet her. Um, but before we do that, I just wanted to, again, remind everybody about how we do things here at Share, Inspire, Repeat. And, we couldn't do what we do without you, and we need to get your reviews uh, in on your favorite app of choice wherever you're listening to this podcast. So if that's Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, um, go ahead right now and open up that app and give us your review. And even more, if you give us a, um, a review and then snapshot or screenshot the review and email it to info at ShareInspireRepeat.com. We'll enter you into that contest to win some free stuff. I think everybody likes free stuff. So we're happy to happy to do that. Make sure you're also following us on Instagram, on Facebook, all the things. Um, so you can stay tuned when we launch new episodes or have new things to talk about. So for today, I am super excited to announce our guest Our guest today is Melanie Williams, and Melanie is a writer and a wannabe big wave surfer. At 32, she left behind a struggling small business and a failing marriage to take a solo road trip, surfing her way down the Pacific coast of Mexico. Run-ins with the cartel, scorpions in her bed, and waves bigger than houses were just the beginning of her adventure. And two years later, Melanie has not yet returned as she continues to travel around the world, chasing down waves, and learning to live. I am super excited to have Melanie on the show. Melanie, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, AJ. Thanks for having me.
1: I am so excited. Me too. Uh, (laughs) And um, I I just can't wait to learn more about you. So um, you're in Hawaii right now. Is that right?
0: I am. I'm on the North Shore of Oahu and I'm just sitting here watching some waves break out the front window.
1: Oh my God. So awesome. Um, I've never surfed before in my life. So, um, we'll have to talk about that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, tell me about like, give me your story. I think I just want to start there because I think, um, the world needs to hear kind of, you know, what led you to go on this big adventure.
0: Yeah. Um, Geez, where to start? Well, I know,
1: right?
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess a, f- a couple of years ago, it really, it's, it probably started more like um, six or eight years ago, where I got into the headspace that a lot of mid twenty something, you know, millennials will get into, where it was like, I need to produce, achieve, accomplish, become and prove that I'm a valid human being. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: and it, you know, it led to, I went to graduate school and I got a good job and I hated that job. So I started my own business and, um, you know, I was, I was striving. I was trying to basically, you know, prove to myself that, that I was good enough. And, um, part of, part of, that being a woman wrapped up into that was this focus on the way that I looked. And so I was really interested in health and wellness. But when, when health and wellness became an obsession, it turned to like trying to have the perfect body or what I thought was the perfect body. And um, it led to a lot of like Um, just kind of like diet culture behavior, stuff like, oh, I was going to try the, you know, I was going to do keto and low carb and juice cleansing. And eventually I screwed up my body chemistry enough to the point where I actually became clinically bulimic. And Mm at the same time as I'm fighting bulimia I married I was getting married and um, I got married to a man who loved my body at a very like underweight for me like I still looked healthy but for me I was really underweight so he he was in an unhealthy place recovering from from an addiction to methamphetamine um, he had been like 6 years clean and um, you know, we got married, we started a yoga studio together because I was so into, um, I air quote this, health. Um, <laughs> and um, it just, it just wasn't sustainable. And at some point, my soul just sort of rebelled and it it, it just started breaking me. Like I just started breaking physically. Um, my body couldn't do it anymore. And the universe just conspired and through all of this kind of devastating stuff at me all at once. Like my husband relapsed, started using meth again, my business, there were like, it was a yoga studio, but four other yoga studios opened within the next year after I opened in my neighborhood. And I was ill, like really, really sick from um, from my eating disorder. And um, one day I, I went to get this genetic testing done because um, my sister had found out that she carried this gene that made her 80% likely to get breast cancer. And um, genetically then, uh, you know, there was a 50-50 chance that I carried the gene as well. So mm. I went and had this testing done and it, it turned out that I do carry this gene. Um, and I remember talking to the doctor and she just said to me, Melanie, just go enjoy your life. Like she was explaining to me that there's so much like screening that can be done and and like, I'm going to be okay. And she goes, just manage your stress levels and enjoy your life. And in that moment I was like, Oh, screw all of this. Like I am not going to do any more of this. And, and I was just, there was only one thing getting me out of bed in the morning at that point in my life. And that was surfing. Um, I wasn't, a very good surfer by any means. I was really just a beginner, but that time in the ocean, it just, it was what I looked forward to every day. And so so
1: pause there. Yeah. How did you get into surfing?
0: Um, that's a really good question. So I grew up in Michigan and, um, there's not, you can surf in Michigan, but not really. So, um, I was a snowboarder as a kid, but I always thought surfing was like the coolest thing ever. (laughs) So I moved, (laughs) I moved to California, um, for graduate school. And the first thing I did was buy a surfboard and a wetsuit. And, um, then eventually I moved to the beach and, um, just, you know, started going out in the summer when the wave was small and, um, just splashing around but it was a it was one of those things where I was instantly hooked. like my first time on a surfboard, I was like, oh, this is it.
1: <laughs> you just like felt that rush.
0: Yeah, I mean there's something about being in the ocean first of all where you're just you're so immersed in nature. And like you can go out in the mountains right and you're surrounded by trees and, and dirt and clouds and you're immersed in nature. But when you're in the ocean, you're immersed in liquid nature, it's like hugging you from all sides. <laughs> well,
1: that's and a great way to put it.
0: <laughs> it's just so good. And then when you add on to that, like the only way to really surf is to, to harmonize your energy with the energy of the ocean, right? Like you have to paddle in, in sync and you have to stand up in sync and you have to do all of these things in sync with what the ocean is giving you. And when that kind of all comes together at once. It is a feeling that is absolutely undescribable. And I think humans were made for this sort of connection. It's mm-hmm. it's the deepest kind of connection. I mean it's it's like lustful in some way. It's sexual in some way because we were made to connect at the deepest level with everything around us. And and surfing was that for me. It is that for me
1: that's awesome that's great okay so you were like in the ocean you were like this is it this is like (laughs) nirvana
0: yeah one day you know after surfing with some friends one of the guys just said to me he goes well you could just bail everything and go to costa which is like costa rica and (laughs) i was like i could just bail everything and go to costa rica (laughs) Like I I just sat there repeating it to myself. And I remember one of my buddies looked at me and then he looked at the other guy and he goes, Oh, you shouldn't have said that.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was like thinking like hearing you just say that. Do you think that you were like, you needed someone to give you permission? Like you needed someone else to say that to you?
0: Yes. That word permission. That is like a central theme in my life. Yes. I needed like the principal to tell like nine-year-old Melanie permission granted like I needed a permission slip for that totally that's
1: so funny <laughs> why do you think why do you think that is like why do you because I, I don't think that's just unique to you well I I, I don't ever want to speak for your lived experience but like why do you think people are humans like we seek that
0: I mean I think and and I'm I'm repeating Elizabeth Gilbert here one of my favorite authors but I think that at our core, the deepest question, like the reason I do anything is this question of, am I good? Am I good? Why, you know, why did I want to be thin? Am I good? Like, why did I get straight A's? Because I wanted to know, am I good? And I think, you know, we, we have this thing as children where, uh, you know, we're constantly seeking the approval of our parents or our, you know, our teachers. And for me, that was even more because I was raised like evangelical Christian. And so it was like, I needed mm-hmm. God's approval for everything. And, um, I, I just think this is like an essential question that we all ask And to this day. Like, why do I love getting a picture of myself on a really good wave? Like it's answering that question. Like, am I good? Like I'm still trying to prove my work, you know, but I think when someone stamps permission on something we really want to do we, that a little bit of that question is answered. Oh, okay. Other people say this is good. So, so this is good. This is a good choice for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think like we as human beings also are afraid to like say what we want and we think what we want. Right. Cause like you were saying, you know since you were a kid you've dreamt of surfing and like you just thought it was so cool and you were maintaining a life um you know back in San Diego um where you know you you know it was safe maybe um and maybe not the healthiest uh, in 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 ways but but it was you know safe and um i think as human beings like we also can do a better job at like pronouncing and and announcing like this is what I want to like the people that you care about and really to yourself.
0: Well, and I don't know, you said a couple of things that are super, super interesting. Like this word safe, like we, we live in a world where we're trying to create safety. Like we have car insurance and renter's insurance and house insurance and like insurance policies on insurance policy
1: and, <laughs> <Yeah. like, laughs> so and,
0: and I'll never forget like one of my very best surfer friends when I told him I was planning this road trip he was like oh my god you are gonna end up raped in a Mexican ditch wow. <laughs> and, and like this was the response of so many of my friends like that is not safe and I'm like no, of course it's not safe. Like, I have created a world in which I am safe and I am miserable. Mm-hmm. It, it just, my soul was dying inside of my safety net. Um, Ugh. And when that- That's, such,
1: that's so powerful.
0: <laughs> it, and it's the truth, and that safety net it had to be ripped out from underneath me. Like my marriage had to be torn from me. My business had to be torn from me financially. I had to be ruined. Like everything had to be torn from me. And that was when I was like, I'm not safe and I'm okay. I I kind of, I kind of like it that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 well, you wouldn't have known that either if you hadn't, um, explored. Yeah. That side of you that was saying like I think there's something here, you know?
0: Totally. Totally. And I think
1: Okay, so you're Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, keep going.
0: <laughs> I I mean, I think like there there becomes like a almost a lust for this um for this danger at some point where we don't get to know the whole plan, right? Like we want to have everything planned out. Like we want to know, uh, you know, what that we're going to be in this long-term career or that, you know, we have a, a retirement, you know, enough to, to get by on. But like right now I don't plan my life more than like two weeks in advance because every time I do something else happens and I've just had to like lean into the fear um, and, and trust that when I state my desires that the universe gets behind that. Like, all of a sudden, I, as soon as I say out loud, you know what, I want to surf big waves. It's like I start singing along with a song that's already in progress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I join into something bigger simply by stating my desires, and, and that... You know, just saying it out loud has the power to change everything. And I got I to gotta say, like, there's so many times when I say, like, oh, I'm going to be a big wave surfer when I grow up. Like, literally, like, you know, little kids, like, I'm going to be a singer when I grow up. Or, like, I'm going to be a famous actress. And, like, there's so many things that are saying, no, you're not. Like, you're 34 years old. You started surfing seriously three years, three years ago. This just, this doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And yet, the more I say it, suddenly I find myself on the North Shore of Oahu, the big wave capital of the entire world. Uh, you know, I'm in the lineup with pros that I only once dreamed about, you know, surfing. I didn't, I didn't even dream about surfing with. Like it was something I couldn't even dream of just by, you know, putting it out there, uh, you know, little by little. All of a sudden the universe is like here you go here you go here you go.
1: <laughs> right. Well and it took you to like tune into that too right? Because I I would imagine it probably was giving you signals all along and maybe it was like oh that's not for me or like oh maybe next week or next year like I I know for me that at least that's the case sometimes where it's like you know the universe before I, I land on something that like really resonates with me aka this podcast <laughs> like I was thinking about doing something like this for a while and it was like visions in my head but I was like no I don't want to put myself out there and it was terrifying to think about like putting this thing together and like the work involved and like um, just my thoughts out on the interwebs for everyone to hear. Um, but like I, you know, we, we all take risks and, and you take a risk and you see how that feels. And, um, and then I think you're right. It's like you get into synchronization with like that rhythm of good, um, for whatever that means for you. And then, and that kind of propels you and takes you into what you're meant to do or what you're meant to be
0: yeah I mean, I think like when when you take a risk and you, you open yourself creatively and do something like a podcast like this, you don't know like you have no control over the results like you can do your best mm-hmm. and you can put it <laughs> out there but at some point it is not up to you and that is terrifying
1: (laughs) because
0: and we use this word waste like I don't want to waste my time but then Mm -hmm. but then we think about it and and you know if that's what you're worried about then you're putting your joy into the hands of your listeners Mm -hmm. and and that's how I feel about surfing too like if I'm surfing to get somewhere Like I, you know, I want to be a pro or I want to be invited to this contest or, you know, if there's a goal, goals are great, but if that's the reason, then I have lost the joy in every single one of those ways. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) The joy. That's what it's about.
0: Yeah. And, and it's leaning into that fear. That's the reason you get to experience joy. It's like, it's like that fear is like the, the rumbling, that makes joy so exciting.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Say that again.
0: Uh, fear is like the rumbling that creates the excitement behind joy.
1: Oh, that was so good. Like you should trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So true. I can see why you're such a great writer. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, before we, um, get to my story I do want to hear about the run-in with the cartel
0: (laughs) well there have been a couple um actually multiple um
1: (laughs) I don't even I have a
0: knack (laughs) for finding the cartel okay I'll give you this one's kind of funny um so I was driving to a, a secret surf spot and I was with a Mexican friend of mine and I knew that my gas tank was below half and it was like my rule to never let my gas tank go go below half. So I wanted to drive in in the wrong direction, like five miles and get gas before we headed out. And he said, no, 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 there's a gas station, you know, it's it's on our way, don't worry about it. Um, So by the time we got to the gas station, um, I was on E, like gas light on, you know, it was bad. So we roll into the gas station and we roll up it's full service in in mexico and the attendant says to us no hay," which means there isn't any there's there's no gasoline and i was like what (laughs) what do you mean this is the gas station and it's a government-run utility so like um okay where's the gas and he started, this is before I spoke really good Spanish and, and well, I still don't speak really good, but anyway, he starts rambling something off in Spanish and my friend and him are talking and um, my friend says, drive. He goes, you need to drive and you need to drive quickly. And I'm like, what?
1: What?
0: So I, I'm just like, I, you know, helpless. Like there is nothing I can do. He's pretty much in charge. So. I just step on the gas and we like peel out of the gas station and we're just cruising down Mex 200. And sure enough, within probably 10 minutes, um, we caught up to a large, like an oversized pickup truck that had racks on the back. And in the back there was like a 500 gallon, um, kind of uh, tank that you could see there was liquid slashing around in. And, um, my friend told me to flash the lights so I flashed the lights and then he stuck his head out the window and he starts waving. And then this truck pulls over and, um, these guys, they jump out of the truck and they're wearing ski masks, like the kind that just show your eyes and your nose.
1: No way.
0: <laughs> and, uh, they start like, they start walking toward the car. My friend jumps out of the car. He walks up to them. And he fist bumps these guys like in Mexico, you fist bump, you, you high five and then you fist bump. So he, he gives them like the Mexican high five and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he comes back and he sticks his head in the window and he goes, I need 500 pesos, which is like 25 bucks. So I give him $25 and then one of these guys in his ski mask comes back with a, with a, um, a tank like a smaller you know gas
1: tank Like a, this gas t- oh my gosh
0: yeah and, and a, a hose and he sucks on the hose and starts siphoning gas and putting it in my gas tank and I'm like oh my god do I tip him Like, <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so nuts so I later you know through the best communication I could find out that these guys had just robbed the gas station and oh my God. the gas station attendant had told my friend, yeah, they, they just robbed the gas station. And like they were literally just here two minutes ago. So you can probably catch them. <laughs>
1: oh so and,
0: and they happened to be people like uh, it's a it's a small community in the state of Oaxaca, Mexico. Everybody knows everybody. And my friend had been in the army and a lot of these guys are ex-army. So um, he happened to know who they were. And yeah, I got a full service fill up from the cartel. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Well, uh, I guess the good there is that even the cartel has some good in them. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) oh god i hope that just don't come after me um that's incredible that's crazy i i and complete with the ski masks i think that's that's what did it for me (laughs) as they they were true to their uh (laughs) to what you think of i guess for cartel
0: completely yeah totally freaking out
1: (laughs) oh my god incredible well um so if uh, uh, let me see how how what can i say here what what um what it, like now that you're, you're in Hawaii, so obviously you're not in Mexico anymore, but I'd imagine that you visit and you go back there. All right. I should say I listened to, cause I listened to another show that you did, but um, what would you say is like your life mantra right now?
0: Mm, follow your bliss. I mean, it's a Joseph Campbell statement, but this is something and it comes, it comes down to like this, this belief that I've been developing in myself that is I am good instead of am I good choosing to believe I am good. And for me, that's been, that's been the difference in my eating disorder recovery. I am good. My hunger is good. It's okay to eat. (laughs) And, and, um, my desires are good. In fact, when I act on my desires, I am acting in accordance with a roadmap that the entire universe has is on. You know, the universe is expanding, and and I am a part of that expansion. And these desires were placed into me strategically so that I could be a part of this expansion. And if I choose not to act on my desires, I'm actually doing the world a disservice. So so right now, it's been all about what do I want? What turns me on? What lights my soul on fire? Um, so I, you know, right now my mantra is follow your bliss.
1: Follow your freaking bliss. I love that. I love that. Um, th- I feel like there are probably like seven quotable moments from this <laughs> episode already. Um, I'm going to have to capture them. Um, so check out the website, everybody, cause I'll, I'll try to quote them in the show notes. Um, but, uh, cool. Well, I, if you don't mind, I'd love to share a story with you and the show. Um, so I try not to get political here, um, on the show, but, uh, I am going to talk about someone who is associated with like the political sphere, if you will. Um, so this is about, uh, 2018 and a recent, recent, um, Gallup survey and, um, 2018, I think by many, including myself, um, has been lauded as like the year of the woman, which, Yes, thank you. Um, and I just read that Michelle Obama, the former first lady of the United States, has been topped or has been, uh, has achieved the most admired woman in the world based around this Gallup survey. This is, uh, well, it's, this is not only marked the first time that Obama has ranked number one on the national survey, Michelle, um, but this is also the first time in 17 years that Hillary Clinton has not earned the top spot. So every year, um, Gallup asks Americans to answer open-ended questions of what man and woman they admire the most. Americans cast their votes, and Michelle Obama came out as the most popular, with Oprah Winfrey coming in second, and Hillary Clinton, Melania Trump, and Queen Elizabeth, ranking behind uh, um, uh, Oprah. And so um, I love this story because it, it's not about like Michelle, the like hu- the wife of Barack Obama, but it's Michelle because of the great things that are making her admirable by the American people. Things like um, the way in which she's advocated for kids health for um, women's rights um, for reproductive rights for um, rights in the workplace um, and just good stuff that she's doing um, in the world and of course she wrote the book about you know becoming and her experience becoming the first black first lady Um, and so i am excited to honor michelle obama as being um, the most admired woman in america
0: That is an amazing story. I did not know that. Although I have been eyeing her memoir on Amazon and thinking I should really purchase that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to admit too, I haven't read it either, but, um, I hear that it's really, really good.
0: I'm sure it is.
1: Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, and so congratulations to you, Michelle. Um, if you're listening, right, because Michelle definitely listens
0: to my podcast. <laughs> hey, be you know what? Put it out there. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> Manifest that.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well, awesome. So, Melanie, I'd love um, for you to leave our listeners. I have two questions for you um, before we tell them where to where to find out more information about you in particular. Um, but the first question is: How would you recommend to people to get more good in their lives?
0: Hmm. Okay, I love that question. <laughs> um, it's it's so easy and it's so hard at the same time, and I think it is. Um, it's about leaning into that fear, and um, another uh, another Elizabeth Gilbertism is is not this, and by that it means saying, you know what, I don't necessarily know what I want, but I know I don't want this. So I think one of the ways of getting good into your life is by cutting out the crap. And so you might have to say, not this bland salad today, not this job, not this partner, not this housing situation, not this. And, and you might have to step into a period of uncertainty, loneliness, you know, financial crisis. Um, but good is on the other side of cutting out the bad.
1: Um, I, totally. And it's easier than like um, yeah, thinking about like what you want, you know, like a, like a far off goal or something like that, but just to be able to like sit in your body and say like, yeah, that, that doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where it starts sitting in your body. Like that's, I mean, for me, yoga was a, it was a huge um, help for me in starting this whole journey was like oh my my body doesn't like that or my body does like this Uh, if we're so disconnected from our bodies so disconnected
1: right I agree I agree which reminds me I need to get back in the gym Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, awesome cool and the second question is so tell everybody like what you do now and like where to find out more information
0: um okay so I decided that um I wanted to be able to go where the waves were and to surf when the waves were good. And surfing is like really weather dependent. Um, So I sat down and I thought, what can I do in order to be able to work from wherever, whenever. And this idea of writing came to my head. And that was a few years ago, um, even before I left on this trip. And then I remember spending a year traveling And I called a business coach I knew and I said, okay, I've spent a year healing. I want to give back. And she goes, have you ever thought about writing? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, yes, yes, that sounds great. Um, So um, I am blogging now. Um, I wrote um, a 52 uh, series um, story about my adventure called 100 Days in Mexico. Um, and that gets released one episode per week. Um, I release it via, podcast and also written. The podcast is just me reading the episode. Um, so that is free and that's available at 100 days in Mexico.com 100, like the number 100 days in Mexico.com. And, um, awesome. also, um, I love Instagram. Like I am one of those millennials that has to story like what food I eat and what the waves look like. So I'm very, very active on Instagram. So my Instagram is uh, Yoga Surf Mel, all one word, Yoga Surf Mel. Um, and that's a like I love to just connect with people that way.
1: So rad! People can follow your adventures.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, I, I heard yeah. someone say uh, another fellow adventurer. She goes, "I feel like I'm just giving out permission slips, like." Permission to do whatever you want with your life. I, yes, I amen that. to that.
1: <laughs> so yep. great. Awesome. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show.
0: Hey, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.
1: It was so fun. You're amazing. And I hope people to go check you out. 100 Days in And uh, everybody, this has been another episode of Share, Inspire, Repeat. My name is AJ Mises, and you can check out more information from this episode by visiting us on our website, uh, which is www.shareinspirerepeat.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and rate the podcast so we can continue giving you uh, good news stories and bringing awesome human beings directly to you. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening to Share, Inspire, Repeat with A.J. Mises. Interested in sharing a story or being a guest on the show? Visit ShareInspireRepeat.com to introduce yourself or to submit a story. You can also check out more details from this episode by visiting ShareInspireRepeat.com.